so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Healthy View Radio. This is the place to get your health and wellness info from your three favorite hosts. Me, the modest Andrea Beeman. We also have the lovely Lisa Lutan and our fabulous and fun whippersnapper, Michelle Fanninghaus. Today, we have another fun topic for you. It's about mourning. Not mourning as in death and loss, uh, although for some people, mornings could feel that way for sure. I'm talking about mourning as in waking up and starting your day. Some people dread mornings and some people love mornings. I happen to be a morning person, but that was not always the case. (laughs) It was a time when I simply slogged out of bed. (laughs) So I want to know from you gals, are you a morning person? Do you consider yourself morning people or are you, I get my energy in the afternoon or I get a second wind at 10 o'clock at night. Who, Who are you? You know, it's so funny that you said that because my entire life until my 40s, I was not a morning person. I was like the last one to wake up and I struggled all those years when I had little babies and all that stuff. And then in my like mid 40s, like bam, I started waking up by 6 a.m. every morning, no matter what time I went to bed. And I suddenly was a morning person. So it's it, it was a really weird thing, but I have to say I love it. So what changed? Hormones. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Because no matter what time I go to bed now, I wake up early. And it's just, it's something that just happened with age and it, I just never went back. So I am now officially a morning person. Oh, so you're, so menopause made you a mor- morning person or perimenopause or shift in hormones? Yeah, perimenopause definitely started it. Um, Yeah, definitely around that time. It was perimenopause. And it just was very strange for me. And even people that knew me, because I was like the one they had to wake up, you know, 9 (laughs) a.m. And so then literally every day, if if I sleep past 6, I'm like, woohoo, you know, it's a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, Michelle, are you ready or do you want me to just continue here and and let you do something over there? I mean, whatever morning person, I clearly am not because I cannot get this Facebook thing working right now. So you all carry on for a minute without me. Okay. So uh, I, like you, Lisa, I was never a morning person throughout. I mean, actually, I was a morning person. But I was a morning person. My hours of most productivity was from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. And I was out in the bar partying. (laughs) No, I was never that person. Yeah, that was me. me. (laughs) For my teen years up until I want to say 27 or 28 around there, right? Drinking, partying all night long. Um, But definitely as a teen and early in my early 20s, um, my morning started at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah, I can't even imagine living like that now because like, the, you know, like if I get up at 7.30 or 8, I feel like I've already missed half the day. When do you wake up at 7.30 or 8? Do oh, you, can you sleep that long? Yeah, I can sleep that long. Oh. So like if I go to a party, you know, or I'm out with friends and I get home at the late hour of 12.30. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
then I, I sleep till about seven or seven thirty. <laughs> That's great. I'll still, even if I go to bed late, I still wake up early. So it really messes me up when I stay up super late. Huh. I think Have, I got things sorted out over here, Lee. You got it? Yay! to jump into the conversation. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. This morning, clearly didn't get off to a great start, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't call myself a morning person. I don't love to get up and get out of bed, but having kids and having a bus that shows up at 727 for my son, that'll do it to you. So, yeah, I've had a problem. I used to have a huge problem getting out of bed. Huge, like the snooze button, the snooze button, the snooze button. Absolutely, like can remember those days. And now it's like not my favorite thing to get up, but it's okay. 30 seconds later, I'm on it. Oh, good. Yeah, I haven't used an alarm in like decades, yeah. except if I have to go to the airport at like 4.30. <laughs> same, totally the same. It's the only time I ever use an alarm clock is for the airport. Oh, that's funny. It's a nice feeling, right? Oh, it's, it's incredible. Never, ever set an alarm. Yeah, so I'm curious for our audience as well. Are you a morning person, an afternoon person, a night owl? I've had clients tell me that they are night owls and they, you know, can only, you know, they work until two, three o'clock in the morning. Oh, there we are. Oh, We're in two places at once. That's okay. <laughs> We're everywhere. We're Healthy View Radio. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. <laughs> So when, I, when my clients tell me that they are a night owl, I ask them to look into the mirror. And if they have large eyes, like about this big, that can rotate all the way around, and, right? and like an owl, like a literal owl who has those large opticals that they could see in the night, then I would understand if they were a night owl. But human beings classically and traditionally slept with the moon and woke with the sun. That's the normal cycle of the human being. So we're not actually night owls, but we could train ourselves to be night owls. And it goes against our clock. So like if you look at um, the night shift, mm. people working the night shift, diseases across the board are higher. Mm. Right? So we're not actually designed to be up in the wee hours in the morning. Yeah. And I was thinking when you were talking about the late night outs and working at the bar and the partying. And, you know, I had my share of that when I was younger, but that is a like straight road towards problems because our ability to wake up in the morning and feel rested and feel well and have energy has a lot to do with our cortisol and melatonin cycles, which gets all kinds of thrown off. Your melatonin gets all messed up when you're not rising with the sun and going to bed at a normal hour at night um, or night shift working, melatonin gets way off. So Andrea, do you ever have your clients take melatonin supplements or what do you recommend for that? Well, I recommend herbs, but I also, like I'll tell you some of my favorite herbs to get people sleeping is um, nutmeg, passion flower, uh, uh, hops, you know, like all of that. California poppy, you want to go to sleep (laughs) during the day and don't drive large machinery, (laughs) California poppy. But, you know, like there are natural plants that can help you sleep better and sleep through the night. And um, I actually don't recommend melatonin because I found that people that take the melatonin, their tendency is to get depressed. And I don't know why. I don't know what the, the physiology is, but 
if you're stimulating your own melatonin, and you know to stimulate your own, you have to actually get sunlight into your pineal gland, right? So that will stimulate your your melatonin at night, actually. Um, so I, I don't, if they need to take it, then certainly, you know, take it. But I do recommend that they get on some plant medicine, which is easier, um, and also to shut down every single computer that they have. <laughs> if they're having trouble sleeping, you know, this Good night. Don't put this in your eyeballs. This is white light and blue, blue light. Same thing with the computer. That'll keep you up. It'll tell your, your system, hey, it's daytime. Yeah, exactly. I love that you said that about the melatonin because I always noticed that personally that if I ever took it, I got a little cuckoo, you know, for a couple of days. And I, I thought that's so odd. I've never heard that. And it, it just made me feel really off. And so the only time I'll ever take it is with a time zone change, you know, when traveling, maybe I'll take it if I really need it for a day or two, but never longer than that. Right. How about you, Michelle? Um, you know, I don't, if I was traveling across time zones, I think that that's a good reason to maybe play with melatonin. My sleep problems have nothing to do with melatonin. <laughs> you have to send your children off to the foster home. That's what yes. sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and a lot of the anxiety that goes along with having kids that wake up in the middle of the night and the screaming and the drama that goes on. I've actually been, um, experimenting with ashwagandha and magnesium extra magnesium supplementation to help sort of calm things down because I noticed going back to that sort of cortisol melatonin thing uh, in the mornings I would wake up like a gunshot like whether I woke up on my own or because someone was screaming or an alarm I would just be like (gasps) (laughs) what's wrong what has to happen who's dying who's got you know has to go potty and um And I've been really trying to work on calming that response in the morning now that they are getting older. Well, that's the thing that's so unfair because all those years that I had young kids where I couldn't sleep because they were waking me up were the years that I would have been able to sleep really well. And then when I got past all that with the kids, then hormonally I couldn't sleep at all. And I'm like, this sucks. You know, I finally can sleep, but I can't sleep. And so, but now things are calming down. I only wake up maybe once a night, you know, and I fall back asleep, which is huge. But you get used to it. Oh, it's a terrible thing to get used to, not getting a good night's sleep, right? Interrupted sleep. Um, So are you, have you tried ashwagandha the way that Michelle is? No, I haven't, but I'm on a good roll right now. So I think like whatever's working right now, I'm not going to mess with it. But I do, (laughs) I did order some ashwagandha. I have a brand new bottle. I just haven't used it yet. Good. Make sure you take it with fat because a lot of the constituents are fat soluble in ashwagandha. And do you take it at night? You could take it all day long. It's not going to make you sleep during the day, but it's going to relax and nourish your nervous system so that at night you can actually sleep. Ooh, I'm going to take it today. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a good night's sleep. All of doing all this stuff would be in an effort so that in the morning you wake up awake, but not like I just described, way too awake and feeling crazy, right? It's that, that nice, even wake up that we're after. And yeah. then in today's show, we'll talk about how to, if you, regardless of how you wake up, how to take that next step towards setting your day off on the right foot, which is yeah. kind of interesting to think about. So um, let me ask you girls this. Are you, when you wake up, are you excited about the possibility of a new day or are you still wallowing about something that happened yesterday or what, what goes on for you when you wake up in the morning? I am like, 
Woohoo! <laughs> like I love Mondays, I love mornings, I love all new beginnings. I get so excited. And then maybe an hour later I'm like, Ugh. you know, but right when I get out of bed, I'm like just raring to go. Wow. Go go you. That's mentally. Is to not physically. <laughs> well, actually this question reminds me of a very specific day in my life, a real turning point. I had this is like 10 years ago. So I had just gone to school to become a health coach and I got laid off from my job in advertising. So this is like day one of the new life where I was going to really make a go of this health coaching thing because I no longer had the other job. And I remember that Monday morning, I had um, a meeting plan, like a local meeting with some health organization. I was feeling very official and it was like my first day as a health coach. And man, I just bounced out of bed feeling like I got important work to do, like I better get to it and just all the good feelings that you could possibly have about getting up in the morning. And it was a wild, (laughs) wild change from any morning I had ever experienced in the past. Wow. So you were excited about your work. You were excited to get out there and do your business, your passion, your stuff that you're passionate about. And it actually fed your energy. Oh, so much. I mean, it wasn't like I'm, I have new things to do and I'm excited and I'm nervous. And so I'm like, anxiety ridden in bed. It was just such a pure, like, well, let's get to it. (laughs) That's actually a warning sign for me. When I find there's days that I do get out of bed feeling really down and sad, that's like a sign that something is not working well for me in my life. And that's the first thing that I notice is if I get out of bed going, you know, Mm. things are not right. How about you, Andrea? Yeah, most days I get up and I'm just grateful for life, right? I'm just, okay, I'm here on the planet. What's my plan, right? And then, you know, I think we talked about this before. I'll I'll journal on probably nine out of 10 days. I'll journal. This was terrible. This is what I don't want to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm grateful for. I write down all this. I just barf barf everything out so that I can have a clean slate because I don't necessarily wake with a clean slate. Sometimes I'll wake with some stuff, residual stuff that's left over from the day before or the week before or something that happened, and I have to actually clear it from my system in order to have a clean slate. Um, but like this morning, I woke up and I was kind of sloggy. It's been, it was raining for the past week, and I was kind of sloggy. And, uh, and I, I got up and I went to the park, and then I came back, and I still felt kind of sloggy. And so I actually put on some melancholy music so I could get into that sloggy space all the way. I Love put on that. Pink Floyd Animals. <laughs> <laughs> and I really got into that wah, 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 wah place. <laughs> and then I, I lightened up after that visit of jumping jacks. But I, I really needed to feel it all the way in. Well, that happens sometimes if you have a dream, right? And you wake up, you're still in that mood left over from the dream, whether you remember it or not. And sometimes I'm kind of like in that state and my husband will be like, hey, good morning. He's a real, you know, he wakes up super happy. And I'm like, dude, I just need to like feel this for a little while (laughs) (laughs) and put on some Pink Floyd. Great idea. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's ways to shift our energy around, you know, and we have an amazing, an amazing guest today uh, to help us learn how to upgrade our mornings and upgrade our life. And this 
This guest, I don't know if you guys and gals out there in the audience know this person, but she's coming all the way from Massachusetts to be here. And it's our very own Lisa Lutan. She is a mindset and lifestyle coach, the founder of Healthy, Happy, and Hip, and the award-winning author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. And she is the host of the highly engaging ultra-awesome ultra Healthy View Radio. Uh, for those of you that are finding us just today for the first time, it's actually our year anniversary. Is it a year? Yep. One year. <laughs> Everybody bust out your champagne or whatever you got. Green tea? Water! Smoothies. <laughs> Lots of smoothies. <laughs> right, so it's our year-long anniversary. So we have our very special guest, which is Lisa. And uh, after co-founding a successful tech startup, Lisa collapsed from years of stress overload. And using the skills she developed as an entrepreneur, she self-hacked her own mind and body to restore her health and feel better than ever. With private coaching, online courses, workshops, and retreats, Lisa helps highly successful, hungry go-getters slow down chill out, develop a better relationship with food and stress, and look good and feel great. And she is living proof. I mean, take a look at her. For those of you that are visiting us on Facebook and you're looking at her live, Lisa, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Lisa, sorry, that way, which way is she? She's over here, I think. (laughs) Lisa is like 97 years old, and she looks amazing. She looks amazing. (laughs) Actually, she's only 54. Five, 55. 55. <laughs> uh, Lisa has been featured in numerous publications, including the Boston Globe, the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, and Better After 50. She speaks at companies such as Kropalu, Canyon Ranch, and Google. In fact, she has an upcoming program on November 4th. Second, November uh, second, 2nd, through the 4th <laughs> at Kropalo called Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. Uh, to learn more, you're going to visit her at Healthy, Happy, and Hip. But for right now, you're going to stay exactly where you are. We're going to be right back with the lovely Lisa Lutan, and that's Lou Hazitan. <laughs> Lutan. We'll be right back after these brief messages. <laughs> Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hello and welcome back to Healthy View Radio. Today we are flying by the seat of our pants, making lots of mistakes and talking about how to upgrade our mornings, which will surely help with all of that. And our special guest today is our very own Lisa Lutan, who is here to tell us how to do better things with our morning, leading to a better life and even better relationships. We're going to get into all of that in just a moment. But Lisa, first, I have to ask you, Today, of all days, on the morning of our show about mornings, what'd you have for breakfast? I am so glad you asked me that question (laughs) because I did something really kind of cool for breakfast today. I went into my fridge and I saw I had this big bowl of leftover salad, which was mostly arugula and tomatoes. So I took a big bunch of it and I threw it in a pan with ghee. And then I also had a container of leftover roasted mushrooms. So I threw some of those in and I scrambled a couple of eggs in it, put some spices, put a little avocado on the side, and it was so delish. So for all those people that are always like, I don't know what to do, I'm sick of breakfast and I don't have time, it can be so super fast and easy. I agree with you. Leftovers in a pan is pretty much the recipe for all breakfasts <laughs> around here. And lunch, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And lunch, too. I love that. Okay, great. Sounds like you're off to a good start this morning. Maybe we should have put you in charge of the Facebook feed. <sighs> what is one thing that you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life? You know, I was thinking about that question and I was going to say meditate because that's what I always say, but I'm not going to say that because I feel like the whole concept of meditation is like freaking people out so much that like, I'm not a good meditator. I can't do it. I can't do that. And so now I'm just going to say it's slowing down and listening to my body is the thing that I do every day. And I do it throughout the day, whether it's just taking a few moments to you know, bring it down, doing a quick body scan, and just really being kinder to my body than I always was. 
Take notes, people. That's a good one. That is a good one. Being kinder to my body. Oh, yeah. Little cutie. And then Lisa, uh, we know you're a good girl. You are. You are. We've, this is our 52nd episode. Lisa has never not shown up. She is always right there when we need her. She gets her stuff done and done on time. But you got to tell us, when are you a bad girl? Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, my guilty pleasure, <laughs> which I have, I have lots of them. I know everybody's like, oh, I'm never guilty. But I was thinking salted caramel ice cream <laughs> at the Scoop Shack on Martha's Vineyard in Edgartown. Could you be like, more specific? Like really specific. <laughs> so those of you who know me, I'm a food snob and I'm not going to waste it on like the devil dogs. Like if I'm going to have it, it's going to be something I love. And I love that ice cream. I love gelato in Italy. And people are going, wait, she's like the no sugar girl. But the bottom line is I love sugar. And that's why I can't eat it all the time because I would. So I don't eat it a lot of time. And then when it's something I love, I have it, you know, and I enjoy it and love it. And sometimes it's a couple days in a row I'm going to go back and have it. But then after that, I'll go, okay, it's time to reel it in again. Yeah, so her trips to Martha, Martha's Vineyard are only one day, one day trips. No, no. <laughs> a couple of weeks, it gets dangerous. Oh, my. You have to just wait till the last day. Yes. Cream. Yes. And then get out of there. Yeah. Get out of Dodge. It's so good. So I want to talk about your mornings. And since uh, I know my mornings involve a lot of butt wiping and helping little socks get on little feet. Tell us, back when you were working as a tech entrepreneur with three kids, what were your mornings like? Hell, they were awful. <laughs> so the truth of the matter is when my third child was born was when I, when I stopped working at the company. So, but with, and with each kid that I had, I had to cut back because I was working 80 hours a week. And then after the first was born, I probably went to like 30, 35. And after the second, maybe 25. Um, because I wanted to be their mom and I wanted to take them to school and I wanted to make them breakfast. But I did have help. I had, this, I had lots of help because there's no way I could have done it without it. And it was often I was in tears. I'm not going to lie. You know, getting them dressed, getting them out the door, getting them to different schools. It was horrible. But the one thing I started when they were young, which I continue to this day, is I made sure to exercise almost every day because I knew that that was my sanity. And I knew that if I didn't do that, the rest of my day would be just hell, you know, just like my morning. And so that was my little gift of getting them off to school. And then after I exercised, I headed to work. Ah, that's exactly what I do. I get all the crazy people out of my house, then I exercise, then I can start my day. That's a great little pattern there if anyone wants to steal that template. So I would recommend it. <laughs> so good. All right. So things are different now because your kids are grown. You have a very handsome son who I'm always talking about. Your career has totally changed. Watch him. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a cougar but, this month. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lisa, uh, everything's changed now. Your kids are grown up. Your career is different. But if you could go back in time, what would you tell yourself to do differently so that those mornings wouldn't have been such hell? 
Oh my God, everything. I, I think that like so many women, I felt I had to be this superwoman. You know, I had to, even though I might be in tears and I, you know, would like leave the house without brushed hair, you know, like I felt like I had to pretend that everything was cool. I had it all together. And there's so much pressure on us to feel like we have it all together. And I don't know if it's because we grew up with this messaging, you know, that it's weakness if you need help. But I think that I would have reached out more to uh, to friends and other people. I didn't have family around. I didn't have much of a support system. I would have had to create that. And I really paid the price for not doing that. So for all you people who think you have to be a superwoman, give it up. It is just not serving you well. You know, um, Lisa, the longest lived people in the world talk about community. Yeah. Right? Their connection to community. And, you know, when a baby was born or a child was born, it was the community's um, job to, to bring up that baby. So now, exactly what you said, women are like, here you go. You have all the babies. Continue doing all the work that you're doing on your own. You got this. I don't yeah. think it's a healthy mentality. I don't think so either. And I think the fact that, you know, I hired a nanny to help was I counted on her and me and I didn't have to ask for help from my friends and community. And I think that was a lonelier experience, Mm -hmm. to be honest. If I had to do it again, I would have asked for help and I would have gladly helped others too, because I think that would have been that community bonding feeling that a lot of us are missing now. So uh, let's talk about your husband, Stuart. Okay. (laughs) You claim that changing mornings can improve relationships. So I'd love to hear an example of how that happens or how maybe it happened to you. Yeah, like this is actually really big. So one of the things, and I'll talk more about my morning container, I like to call it part of my morning routine. Uh, One of the things that I do every day is... I sit there in silence and part of before I start meditating, I do a little body scan. And so I know every day if something's different. And if I wake up with something like really tight in my chest or in my belly, I know that I woke up with that and that I have to deal with that. Whereas maybe, you know, five or 10 years ago, Stuart would walk in and I'd snap at him and he'd think it was something that he did. And I thought he was annoying me. But the truth is I woke up with that. So it gives me a way of saying, this is my issue. This is my stuff. I'm not going to take it out on someone else. And I really recommend this to people because I have tools now where I can diffuse what's ever going on in my body and I can, you know, bring it down, work it through. But I didn't used to have that. And I used to take it out on everyone during my day. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you talked about a body scan. So I know John Kabat-Zinn does a full body scan. It's 40 minutes. What body scan do you do? Well, MBSR is what John Kabat-Zinn did. I never could make it through 40 minutes. It was just too long. I literally, as part of mine, might do a five, not even, like a three-minute body scan. And because I do it every single day, I can notice things that are changing and notice things are the same. And this helps me if an injury is starting to happen, if I'm not feeling well. I catch it really early on as opposed to when it could be dangerous. So I literally stop, start at the top of my head and I just do a scan. Like this morning, I noticed my shoulders were feeling a little more inward and that I needed to you know, work on that today of keeping them back. 
but it gives me a chance to just say, hey, body, you know, what do you need from me and what's going on and how can I help? It's really powerful. Nice. Yeah, that's an interesting question. What's going on and how can I help you, yeah. body? Oh, I love that. It reminds me of a morning Ashtanga practice or any uh, movement or mindfulness practice that you do every day, the same time, same thing every time. There's something to be said for mixing up a yoga routine, but when you do the same thing every day, you know immediately when something's a little off. Yeah, that's exactly my morning routine. I do very similar things the same day and they're quick, but I do them every day and it, it really helps me start the day knowing where I am. Because we're not in the same place, but knowing where we are is such powerful information. So true. All right. So let me ask you this, because a lot of people wake up, jump on their phones, check the email first thing in the morning. So would you say that this habit is good because it increases our productivity and it gets us going in the morning and boom, we're in our day or that it might actually decrease productivity? Well, it totally sucks, but I'd be lying if I said if I didn't admit that I do it. And it is a habit that I am, you know, working on trying to break, but I have modified it substantially. And part of it is I want to make sure that my kids are okay. You know, I want to make sure I didn't get any frantic texts, that nobody died. Like, and so I do do a scan of my email. I do check my text, but I don't engage. You know, I don't sit there responding. I basically do a little scan. I might even scan, you know, Facebook and look at it, but I put it away and I don't engage till later. And that's a big change than what I used to do. So I am a work in progress like everyone else. And then I move to my morning routine that I'll talk about. So I have a question for you. Yeah. So, and I, I pose this question to my clients as well when they wake up and they look at their feed. I ask them in the 20 years or however long they've had their cell phone, how many emergencies have they actually had in the middle of the night? Well, it's not so much the middle of the night, but like I have kids on different time zones. I have, I've had plenty of situations, to be honest, that have required um, attention and just... I can't explain it. I think it's just something that makes me feel better. It relieves the anxiety when I know that everybody is okay. So I've had plenty of scares, you know, over the years and it, it, it does calm me. So I understand it, but you know, I, I don't need to engage with those things. I just need to check. I need to know everything's okay. And then I put it away. So maybe we could agree on like a, a, a text message or email scan, but no need to get into the Facebook or the Instagram. No, no, no need for any of that. No emergencies are coming through the Facebook Messenger, no. are they? <laughs> no. People doing that? No. Yeah, the Senate no. thing right now, it's probably being streamed and you're missing all of that business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But it's something that I think is, um, I don't recommend it. I'm just trying to be really honest that it's yeah. hard. No, I appreciate that because I think a lot of people think that, you know, oh, you're a health coach. So clearly you wake up and you do your meditation and then you do yoga and you drink your smoothie <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, all this stuff, like it's just perfect every morning. Yeah. So I appreciate your candor that, hey, you know, we're human too. And maybe it's not the best, but you find yourself doing it. I think that's helpful for everybody to hear. Now, I know you have seven super morning habits. And I would love for you to just start off, you know, we're going we're gonna to take a break in a little bit. We'll come back and go through more of them. But for right now, tell us what are the seven super morning habits and which one is the most important in your opinion? 
Well, if anyone wants the seven habits, they can just go right onto my website and the first page and they can get a copy of it because I'd really rather focus on this container that I've created in which I do the habits because I think this is something really important that people don't understand. You know, I, I've taught many people meditation. I've taught many people relaxation techniques. And the things that I have found are the hardest is making them a habit. So you can learn how to meditate, but if it doesn't become a habit in your life, you're not going to do it. So what I do is I've created a morning container. I go into my sunroom and that's where I do my different things. And I can move things in and out very easily if I want to bring something new into the container or take something out. And in the container, I might be doing, you know, writing in my gratitude journal and meditating. And lately, you know, I do tapping every morning. I also might be reading a chapter of a book that is something, not a novel, but maybe something a little more spiritual or growth oriented. And because I have that placeholder in my day, I don't have to think about when will I do that? When will I do that? I know exactly where I'll do it. And I, you latch onto an existing habit. And so this has been a really powerful thing for me in my life, having this little block of time. And it's not a long time. It can be 15 minutes, but I, I cram a lot in there. Well, that's a really great idea because even if you're not someone who wants to meditate, even if you want to shine your shoes in the morning, doesn't matter what you do inside that container, but the point is to have one. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And maybe it's prayer or maybe it's, you know, something else. And maybe if you are a busy mom with young kids, it's not first thing in the morning. Maybe it's after you drop the kids to school or, you know, it might be some other time in your day. I do it in the morning because that works for me in my life, but it's this container concept that was life-changing for me. And um, I can't recommend it enough. That is terrific. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we do need to go to a break, but we'll be back in just a moment so that Lisa can tell us more about how to upgrade our mornings and create that container. Stay with us. you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Well, hello, Andrea. Are you going to talk oh, at all? Or are you wait, I'm going to do the third well, segment. I am? Oh, your third segment. <laughs> wait, that was first segment. Oh, okay. I guess oh, I'm bringing Lisa back. I'm here. Boy, thank you. It's a one-year anniversary, and we just fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lil. Well, welcome back to Healthy View Radio. Today, we have Lisa Lutan, our fabulous. She's giving us these great ways to have your morning. And you started telling us about a container. Right, uh, the container that now. When you say container, did you mean the literal room that you are in, or is this your what you're picking from out of your container? Like the it, it's what habits. I'm picking from. It's out of the habits. I don't really. I probably need a better word for it, but it's a time that I've set aside for various practices. And it, you know, right now it might be meditation and reading and my gratitude journal and. I love to like send some little thinking of you messages to people, not asking for anything, just like, hey, I'm thinking of you because it just kind of puts good energy out into the world. And I have some other things, you know, that I um, include in my list. But the point is that you can bring in or out anything that calls to you and you have this place to do it in, you know, and after I do that, I go exercise and that is a non-negotiable, but that's not something I include in this because all of this takes place from one chair in one room and it's all at the same time. So I'm not trying to figure out where can I meditate? Where can I do this? Where can I try that? I have the spot for it. And so it's just a really lovely way that I start my day. And I honestly, the days that I don't do it, if I'm traveling or if I'm just running, you know, crazy around, I really feel less grounded and less happy that day. So works for me. I think that's a great idea. Um, and so the seven, the seven habits, morning habits that you want to tell people, right? Um, that's on your website. Yeah. Can you just give us a couple Yeah, like a couple or some that I just said, you know, meditation, sending these little thinking of you notes, um, maybe goals for the day. So you talked about, Andrea, that you do a brain dump, like a morning pages kind of journaling. One of the things that I do in the morning is a big to-do list dump. And I'm very organized. Like I have my to-do list planned. I have it on my calendar. But before I meditate, I need to do like a brain dump too and figure out what's going on in my day and what are the three most important things that I want to focus on today. Otherwise, I'll be meditating going, oh my God, I forgot about that and I forgot about that. And my brain just wants to, you know, get hijacked there. So if I do a dump before that, 
it seems to clear my head really, really well. That's great advice. I have a tip to share that is related to that. Maybe this is something you guys already know about. But so often I find during the day, I'm doing one thing. And then like you just said, Lisa, I'm like, oh, I got to remember to call the roofers or, oh, I got to do that other thing. So what I learned is, I don't have my phone next to me, but I, you can just say, hey, Siri, if you have an iPhone, or you can you know, get Siri and say, remind me to call the roofers. And then that's it. You know, you don't have to like find a pen and write it down right. somewhere that you're going to remember it later or anything like that. And then, boom, you get that reminder pop, on, pop up on your phone the next day. So if you have four of those moments in one day, the next morning, they're just laid out for you. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to interrupt what you're doing too much. I'm like, Siri is my new best friend. Oh, my that's, God. That's awesome. I know Stuart <laughs> does that. And somewhere along the way, I deleted that reminder app. You know, so when I went to try it, I couldn't do it. I think you have to reload that up. But that is a great thing. It's a great thing to do because we do get so distracted, you know, along the way. And the goal is to be where you are when you're there and single tasking focused. And that's how we become happier. And when we're trying to do so many different things and thinking about different things, all we feel is overwhelmed and scattered. And that's what I'm trying to avoid. So after you get done in the morning, right? Because that's only one piece of your morning. Yes. After you get done in the morning, what is your next step? Do you eat a breakfast? Do you exercise first and then eat a breakfast? What is your go-to? So I wake up very early and I can't, I'm not an intermittent faster who can give up breakfast. I I can give up dinner, no problem, but I can't. So I eat something small in the morning around 6 a.m. And then by the time I go to the gym, it's around 8.30, I get back at 9.30 closer to 10, I have a second breakfast. So I do work out almost every day doing something, doing different things. It's something that it's a commitment I made to myself in my 20s. And I have never, never given that up. It's really important to me. Every single day you go to the gym? Unless I'm sick or traveling or, you know, speaking at a conference or something like that. Yes. And I have multiple different gyms, you know, workouts, studios that I go to. Um, right now, I'm really into Orange Theory and CrossFit and uh, oh, yeah. B-Tone, which is a form of Pilates. But yeah, and when I go to different cities, my favorite thing to do is try crazy workouts in different cities. So yeah, I love it. It's like fun for me. Wow. So this speaks to what um, Michelle was speaking to earlier. Like when she would woke up that morning and she was a health coach. Yeah, I'm a health coach. And she said, I'm going. And for you, it's like, yay, time to work out. Let's go. I'm going to go to the city. (laughs) No, No, it's not like that. It's like, oh my God, I have to do burpees today. (laughs) Like I'm not even going to say the words. But I know I'm going to feel better when I'm done with it. And it's just something I've done for so long that I don't think about it. You know, if I'm really not feeling well, I will take a day off. But when I start feeling better, I'm right back there. And it's just a non-negotiable in my life. It's one of the things that keeps me on track for being a healthy, happy person. Oh, it's funny. And you would, when you say eat a small thing, because I can't even imagine eating even a pumpkin seed and then doing burpees because burpees always make me want to throw up. (laughs) Right. But I'm eating at 6am and I'm not working out till 830. So it's, I can't make it that long without eating something. And it gives me plenty of time to digest. So I right when I wake up and I'll have a cup of coffee. And then by the time I wake up, when I work out, I don't feel anymore, but I do come back starving and I eat again when I come back. 
So let's talk about someone who gets up in the morning, maybe they have kids, maybe they don't, but they get the basics out of the way. Maybe they even have a container, a five-minute container for something that they're going to do to ground themselves, but then they're off to work. You know, they have that standard nine to five. Um, Any suggestions for how to make this work for that corporate lifestyle? Which part? The container part or working out? Which part? All of it. Make doing anything except grabbing a a smoothie. All right. So... A lot of times my clients will say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And I say to them, let's replace that with this is not a priority. So if they say I don't have time for breakfast, what they're really saying to me is breakfast is not a priority to them. Because we make time for the things that are important to us. You know, when I was starting our, my tech company years ago, I had to go work out at lunchtime because that was the only time I could. You know, before I had kids, I was a nighttime worker out or late at night after work. You know, when I had kids, I had to switch it. If it's important to you, you will find a way to make it work. And so it's moving it up in your priority list. And that might mean sacrificing other things. I might not do things that other people do because these are things that are important to me. So uh, when you say sacrificing things, you just mean, you know, reallocating. Yeah, reallocating. Understand what's important, you know, for you. Like if, you know, you know, spending an hour primping and getting ready to look perfect is something that's important to you. That's going to take away time from something else. So I might have to go with, I'm going to work out and take a 10 minute shower, you know, and and get dressed really fast. You know, that's something I'm willing to take a little time from that. Or I'm willing to take a little time maybe from my downtime later, you know, because I know I need it for something else. And it's a negotiation. We have X amount of time in the day and we want to make sure we're spending it on the things that are important to us. And so it's choices. So when you start to implement this with your clients, right, get your container, get your priorities uh, in order, what do you see happening with their life, their goals, whether it's weight or whatever they're coming to you for? What do you see happening? I see a lot happen because I think that when we make one change, everything starts to change right? It's just, it doesn't matter what that thing is. It starts us in a path of getting back into a good place. So even something as little as writing in a gratitude journal, and I, I know a lot of people hate to write in journals. So I'm like five bullet points, you know, don't overthink it. Like I'm grateful for avocados. You know, I'm grateful (laughs) that it's not raining, like really simple. And then I throw in some victories in there too, you know, just things to you know, remind us like all the things we're doing well, because we focus on all the things that we're not doing well. And then I notice that once they start doing that, they just get onto a really good path. Because this is what I've noticed. Most people know what to do. They just don't do it. They know what to do. So if they get a little kickstart with something tiny, sometimes that's just enough for the impetus to keep going. So can you share with our listening and our viewing audience uh, where they can find this seven tips and, and get to know you and your work better? I mean, they meet you here every week, but they may not know you more intimately. And we want them to get to know you and your work a little more intimately. 
Oh, thanks. So <laughs> if you go to my website, healthyhappyandhip.com, you will hear my incredible story of how I crashed and burned from not taking care of myself. And you can get these tips, um, how to upgrade your morning, and you can learn lots more about me and the work that I do. And if you want to come to Kripalu and hang out with me for a weekend, I'd be thrilled November 2nd to 4th. Is Mark going? I think he is. Mark, are you going? I think so. Of course he's yeah. going. <laughs> and A-Rod's going to go. He's going to bring Pop-Tarts. <laughs> you have to bring your own Pop-Tarts to Kripalu. Yeah, they don't serve Pop-Tarts there. They don't. They no. do serve coffee now, which they did not yes. do. Yeah, they serve oh, coffee, and they even have dessert a couple of nights, which they never used to either. So it'll be an exciting weekend. Oh, my God. I love it there. I love Kirpalu. I'm so honored to be teaching there. It's just a, an amazing experience all the way around. So, uh, Michelle, what are your big takeaways or big takeaway from today's show with our fabulous Lisa Lutan? Well, Lisa, first I was just thinking, I, I hope you'll catch the leaves. I hope it's not too late because I was just there last weekend and the leaves are turning in the Berkshires and it was a beautiful time to be at Kripalu. Um, my big takeaway from today, I've been thinking to myself, you know, at night I really have what I would consider a container. There are things that I do every night before I go to bed, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter um, to help me get a better night's sleep. But I never considered implementing something like that for the morning. So that's something that I'll be noodling on. For sure. <laughs> Noodling with your noodle. That's right. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of Lisa's. I think she's awesome. And uh, if I can make it in November, I'm going to make it out to Kripalu. If I get, although <laughs> I think that's the same weekend that I'm at the Take Back Your Health Conference, but I'll check. Because <laughs> I love Kripalu. Uh, Michelle was just there. You're there. I mean, it's a, it's a really great place. But this is not a Kripalu uh, ad- advertisement. <laughs> um, what, what I want to to bring to our audience is that next week we have some really important information for you guys and gals. So we we need you to show up next week. But in the meantime, uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you like about the show, what you want to see more of, uh, what excites you, uh, what maybe you don't like. Maybe you want less references to Pop-Tarts. We don't, want, we don't know, but we want to know. We want to know what you enjoy about Healthy View Radio because we need to address some things next week and, and bring you in on some big information, exciting information. So for those of you that are just hopping on, my gosh, I can't even believe it. Uh, you could watch the recording at healthyviewradio.com. That'll be up in about 10 minutes. Uh, you could visit us on iTunes. Look for us on iTunes where you can listen to us in the car or wherever you are and give us a, a healthy review. We would love that. And remember to... Hang out with us next week. We would love to see you. We want to hear from you. We want your ideas because uh, we got some fun stuff coming up. Anybody got anything else in the next 15 seconds? Just blank stares. Get a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy your morning. <laughs> yes, and use your dip into your containers. Thank you, everybody, for your time and your energy, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.